0: Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So we just broke a story on the website. Uh, The L.A. County Medical Examiner has now determined the official cause of death for Matthew Perry, and it was involving a drug called ketamine. Yes, a drug called ketamine that
1: um, they say was present in an acute level uh, in his body. And this drug you may have heard of, ketamine, is sometimes used as I shouldn't say, sometimes frequently used as a recreational uh, party drug, but Matthew had actually been using it um, as a therapy. It's also used therapeutically to treat depression, Uh, and Matthew was using that, but there's there's some details in the report about how much he was using and when, and basically what the coroner is saying is uh, the levels that were present in his body were not
0: from the treatment for depression. So um, what we are being told, at least according to the coroner, and I'm, we've just again published the story, is that what happened is the ketamine, remember, he was in a hot tub when he drowned. They are saying he drowned because of this acute right. level of ketamine in his system. They said it caused the cardiovascular overstimulation and also respiratory depression. So the combination slowing of your, those slowing two. Slowing your breathing. That's right. right and apparently, and I and and I, I think we're taking a small leap here, but it would seem that the ketamine caused him. R- rendered, him rendered him unconscious, which and then caused the him water. to drown. It right. seems like his
2: heart would have sped up. That's a cardiovascular overstimulation. And meanwhile, it would repress his respiratory system, especially after playing a couple hours of pickleball. It was very warm that day, and he gets into a hot tub. These cumulative effects seems to have caused him to pass out. He was found lying face down in the hot tub,
0: as we've known, and that the drowning is the immediate cause of death. Now, according to the coroner, um, he was undergoing this ketamine infusion therapy for uh, many months, um, and he was getting it every other day. So, um, six months ago, he got a new doctor, and the doctor felt that he didn't need as much ketamine, which he was using, that he was to treat doing so well. depression and anxiety. which
1: really falls in line with what a lot of people around Matthew had been saying that in recent months, he was the happiest they've seen, um, that he was doing very well. and obviously what the, the report here says is that his new doctor felt the same way, and so he had weaned him off of the ketamine infusion therapy, although it's not
0: clear in the report how frequently he was getting it. Um, but, but it sounds, Charles, like the last dosage that he got was a week and a half before his death. Right, and they're saying that the, the half-life of ketamine is three to
1: four hours, so that's why they've determined that the, the level of ketamine that was found in his body at the time of his death is not related to that last infusion therapy.
0: Meaning whether he took it at his own behest or somebody else, maybe another doctor, had told him to take it, but finding that in his system isn't consistent with the week and a half before because it would have gone away. So it would seem if it's got the half-life that the medical examiner said that Charles just explained that he would have taken it Possibly on even his, that day, yeah, uh, the day he died. And significantly, guys, you know, there's been
2: so much speculation based on Matthew Perry's history about what might have been in his system. It's important to notice that the medical examiner found no evidence of alcohol, methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin, PCP, or fentanyl. So he was not using any illegal narcotics. Simply the effects of the ketamine
0: uh, is what killed him. They also said, and we had talked about this when he died, um, that he had been smoking two packs a day, uh, and was suffering from COPD emphysema. Yeah. Uh, so you know he had obviously other medical issues going on, his cor- coronary uh, uh, artery disease as well, right? Um, so all of those things combined. contributing factors, but it seems that the acute ketamine infusion, or however he took it, uh, was the principal cause of death.
3: Hi, my name is Andrew Davis. I'm calling from uh, Gateshead in England. I think in a way, it's probably better that he went quickly. He had been um, a little bit exhausted. He was playing pickleball. So I think all in all, he didn't die of taking drugs like daily or weekly. His body just over time just gave in.
0: It's very sad no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. Okay. We are going to move on.
1: Yes. Moving on to
0: Kanye West and an absolutely
1: explosive rant that, yes, once again, uh, is laced with anti-Semitism.
0: If I may quote myself, which I generally don't do, I was talking to Charles about this um, earlier in the week, and I was saying Kanye West is now a little bit mainstream because there's so much anti-Semitism going on where people are actually going further than he's gone. So he decided to amp it up
1: last Yes, night. he did, with a 10-minute rant early in the wee hours of Friday. Um, he had an event in Vegas, which we'll get to in a moment, but after that event, he was gathered, it seems like, maybe in a hotel room somewhere in Vegas with a couple dozen people around him. And he was just off the rails. And honestly, when you see this, it we said this, Like it looks like a cult because he's just ranting about yep. any and everything. And everyone, with the exception of one person, is sort of just going along with it like, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to some of this. It is just out there.
3: We don't have to doubt it. In- we, okay, it's 60 million of us in America, 60 million Jews in the world. 50% of our deaths is abortion. 25% of us go to prison. Raise one hand if you don't know one in prison, one got locked up in one Who make the hospitals, though? Mm.
4: Who, who got We're
3: the hospitals? Jesus Christ, Hitler, yay. Yeah. third party. Sponsor that.
2: Yeah. Bring your
3: sponsorships to that.
2: Because
3: it's going to be... Some Feel exactly like me. All y'all rich <laughs> that y'all kids in that Zionist school. See <laughs> Eric Kenyon. My, my daughter ripped up the couches in the house to be able to
5: be with me right
0: now. Let's separate wow. a little bit. Let's wow. separate. Let's not talk about what he's talking about with his daughter because that's gonna be a whole thing we want to get into. Let's just talk about the anti-Semitism first. Yeah. Hitler, Jesus Christ, and Yay. Yeah, and I, to try and figure out, to, to rationalize
1: what he's trying to say there, I don't know, but he's certainly putting himself on
0: a platform with, you know, huge figures. Lace, um, laced with these anti-Semitic tropes, you yeah. know, about Jews controlling Jews hospitals, banks, private schools. Um, this is what Hitler did. I mean, honestly, and then was this the part, is the way Hitler started this whole thing, he and said, this is what's going on right now. He said right something
1: now. about there's 60 million, I, I think he meant black people in America, um, and there are only 60 million Jews in the world. And his, I guess his
0: point is... Turn on the Jews, folks. That's what he's saying. Turn on the Jews. Uh, they are controlling so, things that they shouldn't be controlling. They're pulling all the strings, and he is in that conversation again that you're hearing all over the world, and he's trying to lead it.
2: There's dozens of people in that room and everyone just kind of listening, letting him say what he wants to say. At one point, one girl did kind of speak up and say, Kanye, you're not God. He told her, shut up or you'll be kicked out of here. So it's like. Uh, imagine people trying to stand up to this. Now, you also notice around the end of that, he said, my daughter, meaning North, who was there last night, uh, not during the rant, but at the listening event, mm-hmm. um, she tore up the couches at the house just to be here. Literally or not, it's kind of a dig at Kim, meaning, yeah. like, look, Kim clearly doesn't want their children around him, and for what we're seeing, for good reason.
0: Well, yeah. and what's interesting is, North seems all in. I mean, she's been performing with him this week. Um, I want to she- say... He- she is all in with him, so I I'm right. And she I, I is there, and right. she
1: is um, she's being exposed to the anti-Semitic things and- On stage. That he's saying. On so stage. During the uh, listening event last night in Las Vegas, he was on stage with Ty Dolla Sign and North. You're gonna see them in this clip here. They're behind uh, um, a drape or something, so it's their silhouettes. But listen to the lyrics that he is rapping here while his daughter is on stage with him.
0: I still keep some choosing me. Management, nah. I only let them do my jewelry. Me he is an anti-Semitic, I'm not gonna use the word I want to use. Right. Wait, will Kim Kardashian and, go to court? I mean, at a point, because right. she's got a situation now where her daughter clearly wants to be with Kanye, wants to be on stage, wants to rap, wants to be the protege of Kanye West, her dad. And it sounds like Kim doesn't want that. So what What gives? What's going to happen yeah,
1: here? I, I, it's um, By the way, the other thing that's really bizarre, when we saw what happened last night, a few hours earlier, he was walking around Disneyland. Like, he was at Disneyland with Bianca, his wife, and North. And it's like, to go from that to then what happened in Las Vegas, you know, eight, nine hours later is... I was going to say bizarre, but it's, I yeah, guess, part of the course. Was, yeah. He
0: is a dangerous man.
1: Side of shadow, Columbus, Ohio. So I think Kanye is a master of using the media for free promotion. So any news surrounding his new project will probably work in his favor. At least that's what he thinks. We have new video now of Michael B. Jordan's Ferrari crash. We had told you a couple of weeks ago that he crashed on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, smashed into a parked Kia, that's what happened to his car. At the time, police said no evidence that he was impaired by drugs or alcohol. But he wouldn't say what it was. Cops said what happened and he never answered. Well, unfortunately for him, there's some new video that has surfaced showing the moment that he crashed. And it is very clear what happened is
0: he got into a drag race and lost badly. By the way, this is Sunset Boulevard. Right. And Sunset Boulevard is a very busy street. So what happened was he apparently. He's accelerating. There's a, the, there's the a red Ferrari. There's a red Ferrari next to him, yep. right? Mm hmm. And. They're both accelerating, and. Now he. Loses. He veers to the left, and he tries to correct, and he overcorrects.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, I, and I, I, I'm not gonna like
3: get all like up in arms here, but let, let's be honest. Somebody definitely could have gotten hurt. It, it, look, this was like 11:30 at night, but it, it is like you said, Harvey. It's a very busy part a of town. You're talking car. about like Sunset Man. Boulevard in Hollywood. So there, there could have been somebody on the street there. He obviously <gasps> didn't have control
0: oh, I, of the car. I'm sorry, but when you're saying it was a very dangerous street. Charles is saying, like, I was God, looking at what the car. It's just car. a beautiful car that has been <laughs> oh, destroyed. It is, well, that that car. Car it is
1: a work of art. That car. It is a work of art. I'm worrying about art. the loss of human life. I know, and Charles. Charles was, worried about the car I know. I'm also worried about the loss of human
0: life. I was. I know, both I know, things know, can be just, true. I know, it was just funny. <laughs> at the same Sorry. I'm you guys. I said that but, out I, loud, mean, huh? My God. I mean, he. I, I'm guessing this red Ferrari pulls up at a light. Yep. And they look at each other. Oh, it's Candice Macho And then all of all of a sudden, they gun it. We've, we've all been there, but we haven't all been there while that driving is a Ferrari. also known as
3: Harvey and Charles leaving work every
1: oh, day. Oh, we can get her. <laughs> Not true. Not
3: true.
5: Margina from Chicago. When I first heard about this, something sounded really fishy when he wasn't forthcoming with information, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, what's in the washer is going to come out in the rinse. And mm. there we have it. Boys and their toys, that, that just wasn't a good look. So.
0: Yeah. Well, in this case, it ain't a good look, that's for sure. Okay, no. we're moving on.
1: Yes, uh, to Jerry O'Connell and his reaction to celebrity memoirs, one in particular. Look, we have seen uh, a lot of celebrity memoirs this year from Britney Spears. John Stamos also did it and said some things that I don't care how you look at it. It's not positive, the things that he said about Rebecca Romaine, his ex-wife. Married to for 10 years, I believe. I believe that there's a, a reference that the word devil was used. So that's never positive.
0: And that's just among other things.
1: Right. So the question is, should you give people a heads up when you're writing a book and you're going to mention things that happened and you're going to bring up their name? Um, I think we have the perfect person to uh, to weigh in on this, and that would be the current husband of Rebecca Romain, that is Jerry O'Connell, and he is joining us right now. Jerry, welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, Jerry. Guys, I'm in a massage chair at the airport. Oh, yeah, it's really <laughs> feeling good here at Philadelphia International, everyone. So, um, boy, you really- First of all, let me just say, <laughs> I, I have a little bone to pick with you guys. This okay, headline, okay. this this Chiron that's underneath me- is Jerry a little O'Connell mislead. speaks
0: out on John Stamos's memoir. memoir. okay. Mm-hmm. It's a
2: little, it's a little misleading. I'm not speaking on it. I was doing an interview yesterday uh, with Good Day New York. And afterwards, uh, Charles Harvey, one of your associates was outside yes, and asked Salia. me about this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't speak out about it. I was asked about it. And then I spoke about it. So-
1: you know what, Jerry, I want to give you credit because you're right. When Celia asked you the question, she actually didn't say John Stamos. She just said, she made it general, but you knew what she was talking about and you grac- and you graciously answered.
2: Well, yeah, I don't want to give you guys a fake answer where I dance around stuff. But at the same time, I, you know, I follow you guys on social media. Everyone was like, oh, this guy's still talking about that. I'm not still talking about that. I was asked about that. Correct. And, uh, y- you know, Charles, Harvey, we're friends. I work for the Fox stations. Oh, hold on a second. It's a part of the massage work. It goes like this. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That like television good.
0: show. Listen, oh, my God, oh,
1: Jerry oh, my, come on. Like, Would you God, turn the damn relaxed. thing?
0: Oh, turn my. it off.
2: I'm so sorry. All my wife's exes are writing <laughs> stories about her, and I need to be
0: relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, That's is that all it takes? Okay, good diversion. Right. Okay, good, di- good, good diversion. diversion. we had Okay, so let me try. Jerry, as you're reconfiguring, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Just... What do you think about the fact that John Stamos wrote this, never consulted her, and and said some negative things, never giving her a heads up? You know, it's not my place
2: to comment on how do I feel about it, you know? Um, I can tell you how my wife felt about it, okay? And from what I observed, my um, my
0: wife was bummed out. I think, it was, um, I think it was a bummer for my wife. Can you go a little further? What was she upset about? That she didn't get the heads up? What he said in the book? Was there anything in particular? You know, I can only speak for
2: myself. Me personally, I think there are some things that, uh, you know, should be private. But listen, I, I, I also, I don't want to say, I'm not, bla- I read your headlines, Jerry O'Connell blasts Sean Stamos. I'm not blasting anybody. I don't want any beef with anybody. Um, hey, listen. If uh, if Prince Harry is writing books about pretty personal stories, I think anybody can do what they want. It's a it's a free world. You can do whatever you want. But would I personally? I would. I would never. It would never be something I would do. I, I just. I can say with absolute certainty, I would never. Talk about any ex. Uh, I just wouldn't. Now, I hear what you're saying, that you wouldn't write one.
1: Um, I guess the question is, if you did, is it appropriate, though, just to give someone a, a call or an email just to say, hey, just so you know, I'm writing this book. I'm sharing my experience. I understand you may not agree with it, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. It just feels like that's a courtesy that you should do. In John
2: Stamos's defense, maybe he was trying to be polite, not call another guy's wife. You know, maybe he was doing okay. me a favor. So maybe I should thank him for that, you know.
0: It is really interesting to hear about somebody who's kind of on the receiving end of this. I mean, you know, Justin Timberlake's been in the news this week because of Brittany's book. Yeah. And that's why I asked you about when you say she's bummed. Is she bummed just about the principle that he did it? Or about specific things that he said.
2: I can't speak on my wife's emotions. I can just tell you what I observed, and I think my wife was disappointed. You know, but I mean, how do you think the royal family feels? How do you think Prince Charles feels? How do you think, um, yeah, how do you think Prince William feels? Like, I mean, <laughs> and the thing how do you is, Jerry, Meghan Markle feels. Meghan Markle's dad is writing. Uh, how do all these people feel? They're they're bummed out. I think it's shock. I think it's a, a betrayal. But don't put the Chiron. Jerry O'Connell says Stamos betrayed." I'm not calling anybody. out. I don't want to But you just you just, wait, wait, wait. you just said it was a betrayal. We live in the same neighborhood. I said it is I, I'm not calling anyone out personally, please. I don't want anybody sneaking up on me like
1: Yeah, we don't we don't want any, please. any beef. Yeah, yeah. I don't not, want any beef. we don't want any please. beef. No beef.
2: I live a simple life. I got to go to volleyball <laughs> practice with my kids. I just want to like sit in the parking lot of uh, Ralphs and just drink what, my coffee, hey, hey, I, Jerry, in,
0: in a massage chair. Okay, listen, we love, we love, we love. assist. We love talking to you. Go back to your massage chair. We really okay, appreciate thank it. Thank
2: you for changing. Thank you for changing the Chiron. Jerry O'Connell. Sorry, Jerry O'Connell asked, <laughs> asked about, about John Stables <laughs> See, how about that? <laughs> thank you. You see, ask, thank you thank get.
0: You. <laughs> you ask, you get. This way,
2: nobody's nobody's yelling at me and. In the Vaughn's parking lot. Thank you.
0: Have All a safe right, flight back,
1: Jerry. <laughs> Love you guys. See you. All right, man. See you later. <laughs> Maybe not since the Boston Tea Party, as a bar, a party in Boston caused such an uproar. This was you may have heard about this that the Boston Mayor Michelle Wu organized an electeds of color holiday party. And this got out because there was an email that was sent out. Apparently it went to someone who was not an elected official of color. AKA a white person. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And then the uproar was, well, why are you excluding white people? So uh, one of the people who attended that party is Boston City Councilman Ricardo Arroyo. And the
0: councilman is joining us now. Councilman, welcome
1: to TMZ Live.
5: Thanks for having me. So
0: um, look, there was a lot of, uh, there was kind of a dust up over this where people were saying, if you're inviting everybody, but in excluding white people, it does feel to some divisive. Uh, What do you say about that?
5: Yeah, so I I just want to begin with just acknowledging that we live in the United States of America that has a history, a long history of uh, racial exclusion and harm when it comes to voting rights, uh, reproductive justice, education access, job opportunities, uh, criminal justice system. I was a public defender myself formerly. Uh, and these organizations, these affinity groups are not new uh, in, in this country, whether it's the Congressional Black Caucus, whether in Massachusetts it's the Massachusetts uh, Black and Latino Legislative Caucus, or in this case, the Electeds of Color, which is a group. It's a group uh, that is comprised of any member uh, of elected office, federal, county, state, or municipal uh, who represents Boston as part of this group. The idea of this group was to create uh, sort of an affinity group Uh, for the members to discuss sort of their experiences, their shared experiences as people of color uh, and to keep folks abreast of, uh, you know, policies and things that they are pushing for their community so that folks aren't ever taken by surprise about things like that. At times, members of the group have actually ran for the same seat uh, and it was a way to really instill sisterhood and brotherhood amongst members of uh, Boston's electeds of color. And so the tradition is that annually a member uh, has a holiday party and members and their significant others are invited i think one of the things that i've seen that is fact-free is the idea that there's there's no whites allowed we have members who are uh you know this was hosted at one point by uh the opponent of the mayor when she ran our our first elected woman mayor of color michelle Wu, who uh, has been i think unfairly targeted uh with this her opponent in that race anisa sabi george who's half tunisian half polish hosted the party at her home Uh, i assure you uh i've not been to a party where people were not allowed to bring their significant others and we have interracial relationships uh, some of us and so that is sort of you know fake news for lack of a better term uh the reality is this is just a way for us to come together put politics aside and have our families meet one another and talk with one another and sort of celebrate the year
1: so councilman
5: this was this
1: the first year of this party because you, you make it sound like this has been a thing and it's just that maybe people found out
5: yeah it's been a thing uh so basically uh you know i've been in elected office for four years this was my second holiday party because covid made it so that we didn't have uh, right. Holiday parties for two years. Generally speaking, the host of the next party is decided prior to it, uh, and so we knew that at the time, City Councilor Michelle Wu would be hosting the next holiday party. But then mm-hmm. COVID came. Uh, in that time, she became Mayor Michelle Wu. Um, you know, and I just want to clear something up. People say, you know, this is taxpayer money. It, it has not been hosted on taxpayer money. Uh, folks come out of pocket. Uh, they use either their campaign accounts, because this is an allowed expenditure, it's a m- gathering of colleagues, or they come out with personal funds or some combination of the, bo- of the two. This isn't some taxpayer-funded thing. This is a group that existed and has existed for over a decade. It's numbers. I mean, I look at that table. That's a success story. This group, yeah. when it first started, was a handful of members, a couple counselors, a couple state reps, and, a, and at the time, I believe, a sheriff. That was it. Now you have a congresswoman, a mayor. Uh, Several state senators, several state reps, several city councillors. It is really a success story of the progress we've made. I think what this story has really illustrated for me is the level of sort of uh, grievance that can happen uh, in the policing around joy in in space. Uh, You know, today, Elon Musk tweeted something about diversity, equity and inclusion must die. Uh, you know, that that kind of environment we live in is, is why these kinds of groups exist.
0: Believe me, I get your point. I mean, this is a holiday party and we should not be making, you know, a federal case out of a holiday party. But my question is, to get away from the exclusion that kind of has dogged our history, do you do exclusion now and does that make a lot of sense? Is it inconsistent with the notion of this was bad and we want to get better?
5: No, I, I think the reality is, you know, I, I'll just say, you know, personally, I have colleagues of color uh, who I haven't looked at my own tweet mentions. I'm sure I wouldn't love seeing some of the, the racism <laughs> that's sort of been expressed around this issue. Um, I know for a fact that my colleagues have gotten some of the most racist vile tweets that I've seen related to this holiday party. What I would say is this isn't like a, this isn't a public party. This is a a group of members of an organization who have thrown a party and whose members and, and immediate family members are invited to that party. You see, there, you know, my partner, uh, my colleagues' partners are literally sitting at this table. It is very much like a family function. I think part of what has been, uh, you know, amusing is that I haven't seen in all of this hoopla a single elected official in the city of Boston who, you know, wasn't a member of the EOC say, "Hey, I, I wanted to be there and I couldn't be." That hasn't happened. Nobody said that. Uh, and so the reality is. The way that I look at this very much is we have the Emerald Society here in the Boston Police Department. It's made up of Irish Americans. We have the Jade Society. It's made up of uh, Asian Americans. We have MAMLEO, the Massachusetts Association of Minority Police Officers. There's affinity groups for nearly every group that we have. and This is just an affinity group holding its yearly holiday party.
1: Councilman, we really appreciate you being with us. Honestly, what I see is the changing face of leadership in Boston, and some people aren't happy with it, and they use this as an opportunity to lash out.
5: I think that's a big part of it. You know, and just for the record, there's a second holiday party on Monday uh, where the mayor has her cabinet and all electeds are invited, uh, to my knowledge. Certainly the electeds on the city council if they would like to go. And so this isn't a situation where, you know, it's a one and done thing. People have many holiday parties. Uh, Generally speaking, I don't go to many holiday parties. Uh, (laughs) That's not a thing. Uh, But this is, you know, this was a beautiful moment. I'll just tell, I'll share that, you know, in this space, people just affirmed one another.
0: All right, thank you, Councilman. Thanks, Councilman, really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Okay, we are gonna take a break. All right, when we come back, Cardi B absolutely unloads on Offset. We knew that there was trouble. Well, it's more than just trouble now. She's filling in some of the blanks here about why she is so upset at him and why they are clearly breaking up. Welcome back to TMZ Live. It is clearly just a matter of days before we see a divorce filing. I would imagine it's gonna come from Cardi B filing for divorce uh, again, but this time it feels more intense than any of the other times.
0: It feels real.
1: Um, Because she, this morning, went online and she didn't show her face, and I think that, to me, points to how upset she was, but you can hear it in her voice. She is ranting about offset. She's claiming he is doing her dirty. Um, and I think some of this might have to do with the fact that yesterday was his birthday and he was down in Miami celebrating. She was at home. And as she puts it, this is a very vulnerable time for her. So here's what she had to say about Offset and what is clearly the end of this relationship, I think.
5: Because you will talk to a an and a will play in your face and your face over and over and over and over and over again. And she'll be like, watch. Watch what I'm about to do. Watch what I'm about to say. And it's so f- sad that f- like to... yo, this f- will really like to play games with me when I'm at my most vulnerable time. When I when I'm not the most confident. I really been sparing you. You've been f- feeling yourself, you bitch ass, because f- of your bitch ass album and, f- and you really been f- doing me dirty after so many f- years that I'm f- up your ass. Not even a f- thank you that I got for your bitch ass
4: and it's so crazy that i gotta go to the internet because whenever i tell you something you don't take
3: serious Oof. honestly i mean you can hear the the hurt in her voice and i mean we've been covering this for like a month now you know they unfollowed each other they were kind of doing subliminal posts on instagram but it seems like whatever's going on between them which we don't know exactly what it is kind of came to a head Um, Like you had kind of mentioned earlier, Charles, it was Offset's 32nd birthday yesterday. So we got photos and stuff of him at a club in Miami with his friends. Obviously, there were tons of uh, women. I mean, it was a Miami club. So I don't know if she saw that and just thought like, ah, he doesn't care about whatever they're going through. I'm, I'm not really sure.
1: Well, she wants him to show remorse. And when you see him going into a nightclub, hanging out with his boys, lots of women around, that doesn't show that doesn't. He doesn't look like he's upset about the breakup, and that's what she wants to see.
3: Well, that I mean, there's just a ton of theories. I mean, obviously that's one theory of how upset she was, though, Charles. It almost seems like something else happened. I don't know. Well, if clearly
1: she found something out happened for them something. to get to the point that they were breaking no, up. No, but anyway. I agree
0: with Devin. There was something else that triggered this than just seeing him in Miami. I, th- I think. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, we she- don't know
1: what triggered it in the first place. When weeks ago, when she said she's done.
3: That's, so, very, that's very true, but I mean, they got divorce, or she filed for divorce in 2020. They called it off a month later. This obviously seems a lot more serious than that. So, but at least she has like the rough draft, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Aliyah. I'm from Catati, California. Um, I'm really sad to see them go through this. Cardi's in a lot of pain right now, and I hope that at least attempts to reach out and talk to her, or at least say thank you. She's been a great wife, and they do have children together, and I'm sad to hear that a divorce is in the mist, but I do hope that they get back together in the future.
0: Well, uh, I'm
1: not sure. Sometimes it's just yeah. better to cut bait. Okay, and it we seems are, like they're there, but we, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Justin Timberlake and his. Performance in Las Vegas. A very interesting part of his performance. We told you that he performed at the opening of the Fountain Blue in uh, Las Vegas and got paid a pretty hefty sum for it, reportedly. Uh, several million dollars, uh, six million.
0: Reportedly, six million. We can't verify that. That seems like a lot. Even
1: if it's not six, it's probably a somewhere lot. in that neighborhood. He got a lot. He got a lot. But uh, this was the interesting part. There was a one song that he did, a very big hit for him. Very big hit that's been relevant because of the memoir that Britney Spears wrote. Um, that song, of course, is Crimea River, which everyone knows the story that the song is supposed to be about him uh, catching her cheating. In her book, she alleged that he cheated as well. Among many other things. Yes. And so. So, so the- when you perform this song now and you're Justin Timberlake, do you need to. Is there need to be some sort of warning uh, before you. Sort of a trigger warning issued before you sing it? Apparently, there is.
4: No disrespect.
3: But
1: us, uh,
0: and we all just so got the theory that he, to, was,
1: that he was pointing to, like, some Britney fans no were heckling
0: dis- him? No disrespect makes no sense to me. That the song is about um, hi- him saying, Britney cheated on me. And then to say, when you say no disrespect, but then you're
5: singing that song <laughs> right. again. It's always the it thing
1: where you go like, all right. It doesn't
0: make sense. No disrespect meant, but...
5: There's no win with him doing this song at all. This is the very first time he's performed this song since her book had come out, which said all these things about him. Everyone wanted him canceled, or at least all the Britney fans did. There's no winning because he is going to have to sing this song. This is one of his biggest hits. But obviously, it's a very painful song towards Britney Spears, all the things that he alleged in this song by using a Britney Spears lookalike. But still, no disrespect. I mean, not the way to go.
0: I don't think there's a win there because if you don't sing the yeah. song, it's a problem. If you do sing the song, it's a problem. If you have some preface to the song, it's a problem. He's in a no-win situation. He Just sing the song. Sing he whatever song you want. $6 million dollars because it's a no-win for him.
1: <laughs> do you think they said, look, we'll give you six, but uh, you got his thing, buy me a river.
0: This is a very exciting day, Harvey. You know why? Because um, there are exclusive clubs now for our canine
1: (laughs) friends. All right, great. You can read the lower third. That's great that you can read the graphic. Uh, It's Hobbs' first birthday. Oh, that's his dog. Yeah, my dog Hobbs turned one today, and now I'm thinking that... And he's so well-behaved. That's fantastic. Okay, that was unnecessary. (laughs) But I'm just thinking that maybe this is a good gift for him. There are now social clubs for dogs. And I know what everyone across the country is thinking, like, oh, my gosh, that's an L.A., such an L.A. thing. And it is. It is. (laughs) It totally is. And you nailed it. But it's not only in L.A. It's actually opening up in some other cities as well. Uh, They are basically dog parks that are where you pay a membership and a pretty steep membership for some of these places. Uh, But how much... Uh, and what you get for it. Well, that's where we follow the money. And it's a business now. It's a real business. A big business. So uh, joining us to follow the money on these dog social clubs is our buddy Damon John from Shark Tank. Damon, welcome back. And uh, bow, wow, wow. What's going on with dog <laughs> social clubs?
4: <laughs> you know, I had I'd never heard of this before. And I love this idea. I I I, I was just starting to think about All the opportunity here But this is a great, great idea Because there is an upsell of a community This is mixing Starbucks uh, I don't know uh, the sky lounge was someplace else because when I started read about these things, well, where are you going to go uh, to a dog park, right? Where first of all, there it's not you know uh, there's no rules there. There are dogs unvaccinated, dogs are getting into fights, mm-hmm. different type of people. How can you work maybe on your computer? Or buy a latte. There's so many things there that this is absolutely an incredible, incredible idea.
0: So wait a minute, finish the circle here. So if you go to a dog park, you don't know whether a dog's unvaccinated, you don't know whether the dog's aggressive and all. So is this like if I apply to the Soho house they do a background on me and probably turn me down. (laughs) Is that what you're saying they're going to do with dogs now?
4: Yeah, they probably will. And they are because they have a a really long line, right? And so think about it like this. You know, your dog is aggressive. Your dog has not been vaccinated. There's a lot of fights that happen in the the parks. Uh, Some dogs have even died, of course. Uh, People have to break them up. There's lawsuits, various other things. What about your dog running out of the park? There's nothing necessarily there bordering it. So now think about it like this. You you have to go to the park for a little while with the dog and then you gotta go back home and go to work. Well, now you can work. And by the way, you're around like-minded people, other dog lovers, right? You probably have, there's things like education on the dogs, there's vaccinations, there's a lot of other things. Oh, the upcharges. You can buy a latte and I can charge you that your dog can only get 20 sniffs per hiney an hour or unlimited <laughs> sniffs per hiney. Oh, no,
1: now come on, you're exaggerating. They don't charge for a, st- <laughs> for a <Heiney> sniff. <laughs> they,
4: they, w- they will they will they would <laughs> uh you know I, I think and you can also now listen you can go to a, probably they're going to expand to other places where you know if you're going to other cities you can do this i mean the, the the possibilities of endless and you can probably stay there eight hours a day and do your work your dog has babysitting various other things i think this is a great great idea but but let's look at the numbers let's go to that yeah what exactly say, let's go to the numbers
1: as to say it is it is everything you said is great and i agree like just to have those distractions and also have the amenities. When you go to the dog park, it's great for the owners but it does cost you quite a bit.
4: It does cost you quite a bit, but you know, I mean, the numbers are that 85, 85 million households uh, have a pet, 65 million have a dog. Uh, we've spent hundred Americans $136 billion last year on our pets. Uh, an average American, $1,000 a year, but 10% of Americans over $2,000 a year. And since the pandemic, because I am a member of the Petco Love Board, uh, uh, it has increased almost double the ownership of because great people right. are going out and adopting dogs. So they're a big part of our lives, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, the dog went from being out in the yard to in the yard to now they're in the bed, and now they're in the club.
1: I think it's a great idea. My, The thing that makes me no, most nervous is, what if your dog passes the screening but you don't? Because that's really, that's really embarrassing. Well, more well, than that, that means that,
4: that means that Harv can't get, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. Harv and Kevin O'Leary, certain people just won't be able to get it. And Some I think people that's, just won't get it. In. It's going to make it a better planet. <laughs> um, so, so, wait, wait,
0: without, uh, without me.
4: Yeah. yeah. So listen, if you are going to do this on behalf of Petco Love, go out and adopt the dog if you don't have yeah, one yes. so we can reduce these puppy mills yes. and, and enjoy your furry friend. But guess what? You may meet somebody who's like-minded because some people aren't animal lovers, but you know exactly when you're there, you're meeting somebody mm-hmm. that's an animal lover.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yep. Thank you, Damon. Damon. thanks, man. All we'll right, talk to thank you. Next you. Time. Uh, happy birthday to Hobbs. Yeah, made it to one.
1: So Rosario Dawson uh, is about to be a grandmother. That's impossible. Um, I know you think that when you look at her and you think she's only, she's 44. That's possible. But it is certainly (laughs) possible. You just don't think about it when you see her, this very glamorous uh, Hollywood actress. But her daughter, Isabella, uh, is pregnant
0: and um, her daughter, Isabella, is now 21. She was adopted when she was around 11. Right. So when you start doing the math on this thing, it all kind of makes sense. So now she's 21. She's having a baby. So Rosario is 44. She is, am I allowed to say she is just beautiful? Um, And then the question, do you want to be called granny? Do you want to be called grandma? Uh, Everyone, when
1: they reach this point, when they become a grandparent, they have an, an idea in mind. And usually they don't want to be just Grandma, or grandpa. Right. Now it's got to be something different. Well, <laughs> uh, Rosario has stated that she's going to go by glamma.
0: I like it. Could a guy
4: be glampa? Shane <laughs> McCoy here from Richmond, Virginia. And today I learned Rosario Dawson has a child vibes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of us didn't even know it. I was expecting to hear something like, oh, okay, she's got a new movie, like the He Guy Game sequel where her character Lala becomes a nana. <laughs> But no, no, you know, congrats on Rosaria Dawson playing a brand new role, which is a glamorous abuela. As Glamma, she's calling herself very excited for her and her daughter, Isabella, to welcome a new gift during the holiday season.
0: I, I, I want to say something real quick because we've got to move on. Um, can you play that video again of her going down the escalator? Watch the guy um, at the top. Of Who the, turns around and realizes. It, no, he's like, woo. I just love that. (laughs) You don't know what he's just looking at the camera. Whatever. What else you guys want to talk about?
1: Hey, guys. Steven Daniels, Kokomo, Indiana. Talking about Kion West, man. That guy's such a bad guy. He got such a negative energy. I tell you what. Every time he do an event or concert, the police is shutting down. Every time. Yeah, the police shut down the event last night in Vegas. And you're right. I mean, it is a lot of negative energy. We don't.
0: Hear just something happy and positive from Kanye anymore, and I. But now that I, I think that now there's true. a child in the equation, and that's going to complicate things. Yeah. Uh, one more.
3: Hey, this is Ian from Canada. Just uh, commenting on the Michael B. Jordan crash. I mean, I think he just created the world's most expensive Italian tricycle. When I see that, <laughs> holy moly, eh? That thing was demoed.
0: Finally, <laughs> makes sense because we couldn't make sense of this right, all the, when there was, was no drugs, no it alcohol, and no mm-hmm. sense. But now it does. Yeah.
1: Well, Selena Gomez has heard all the chatter from uh, the people online who think that she and Benny Blanco don't make a good couple. She yep. posted a bunch of photos from her New York trip, including one making out with Benny, and I just think this is her saying, "I don't care what you think. This is the guy I'm going to be with." And she's we now know that they've been together for 6 months. 6 months before this uh, even though she's just now
0: sort of confirming it publicly. The, so, the only thing is, is that she has no reason to engage these trolls. I mean, if she loves It's her way sky, of
1: saying she. It's her
0: way of supporting her man, right? Uh, Good for you, Selena. I, I appreciate it. And, and to me, I get it. Chivalrous. And I, 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 <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, live your life and ignore these people because there will always be people who will tri- criticize everything you do. And the way to take the power away is to ign- truly ignore them but good on selena that you know, she's living her life the way i'm going by the way i'm going to remind you you it. said that okay that's fair <laughs> enough have a good weekend everybody